Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Welcome back, Novello Nation, to another episode of the Aaron Novello Podcast. We have with us today an absolute rock star, the pride and joy of Houston, Texas. Uh, this gentleman has done what you did 1.4 million in GCI last year, right? 150 deals. He's been doing over 100 deals for the last 10 years in a row. The one and only Mr. Renee Sorolla. How you doing, brother? I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Yeah, man. No, this is fun. This is fun. I'm excited to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, I always like to bring people to the platform that can add a tremendous amount of value. And you're definitely one of those people. And I always enjoy our conversations. Uh, and they're always like in-depth and passionate. So it's like, man, why don't we just let people in on our conversations, right? So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. What, I, what I wanted to really talk to you about, because I think you've done a, a really great job at this, is, um, you know, not only do you produce at a high level but you've also begun to vertically integrate, right? And figure out other ways uh, to capitalize in the real estate business. So before we get into that though, if you could first just kind of talk to people about, you know, your trajectory up to a hundred deals, because I think that took about five years. It's very similar to my experience. And then after that, we can get into this vertical integration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started in the business um, as a part-time realtor, I had a full-time job and, and, um, and I flipped a few properties and uh, realized that I, I, could get, uh, I can get good at this real estate game. And, and um, as I was doing a flip, I, had, I was doing a for-sale by owner and, and there was a realtor from Williams that said, Renee, you'd be, you'd be good at this, Coach Williams. Um, but I didn't want to leave my safe, secure job. I went to, I went to Texas A&M, I went to college and um, I had an MIS degree, a, a technology degree. Um, and once I sold my first property, the amount of money that I made on that one flip was a it was more than what I made for a full year. So ended up joining Keller Williams and they wanted me to leave my safe, secure job. Um, and I was, you know, I was scared to, to do that. And uh, long story short, um, they said, how much money do you need to make in order to leave your safe, secure job? And at the time I was making like 30 grand. Um, so I said, triple that, get, put, get, a, get something together, put a little plan for me to triple, to, to make 90 grand. Um, and um, after the first year as a part-time realtor, I hit $106,000 um, as a part-time realtor. So I, I left, I left uh, my safe secure job and, um, and I got a coach um, and uh, they, they, my coaches kept pushing me and, and, um, and it ended up, I ended up outgrowing coaches and then I ended up going to my ferry organization of which I think that's pretty much where you and I met. Yep. And maybe after the fourth, fifth year, it ended up being a hundred transactions. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. And yeah. I love that trajectory. And what I, what I wrote down here, which I think is really interesting is that, uh, you know, you're somebody like myself who's very motivated by security. Yeah. Uh, so you had something that was really secure. And uh, I heard somebody say one time that our comfort keeps us from our calling. So it's yeah. like that was comfortable and it was very difficult to let go of that. 
and then you also said, which I appreciate is like, you're really just being authentic. It's like, I was kind of scared to let that go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then we're, we're, I don't know, we're just naturally, I don't know if we're hardwired to comfort, but it's comfort. Everyone just wants to be comfortable. I, I'm a big bow hunter. Um, and you know, you look at these trails, even animals, they'll go on the same trail because it's the path of least resistance. It's the, you know, they're going to, it's just the easiest path. Like everyone just wants the easy path and that comfort. It's hard. It's hard to leave. Um, but the discomfort that forces the growth. That's where you learn is getting yourself out there, be uncomfortable, do something uncomfortable every single day. And that's going to force the growth. So it's, it's something that I train my team to go, go get uncomfortable out there, go out there and, don't mess things up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be afraid, right? Because yeah. it's in the messing up that we actually learn. Now, exactly. I'm curious. So so here we are, right? We get up to like 100 deals, takes about five years. And then here's where this journey begins. And I'm imagining anyway, where we start to vertically integrate and we get more leverage, right? So yeah. talk to me about, because you mentioned your team. So talk to me about once you started to realize like, okay, if I could have other people around me, who I can train, take what Renee knows in my brain, and I can hand it over to these people that not only can I create opportunities for them, but it also creates leverage for me. Yeah. Yeah. So really what happened is um, fourth or fifth year, things started getting really good. My ego naturally did not want to give my jobs away. I didn't, I want, only I can put the listings on the market. Only I can represent these bigger buyers and only I can do the listings where we got blessed with my first kid, Stella. Um, that's where, that's where, it all, that's where leverage. I was forced to go get uncomfortable and go, go be leveraged. Cause I didn't want to be that dad that wasn't around. That's, that's what it was. So right when that happened, um, that's when I started, I got my, my first buyer's agent of which was a mistake. My coach has said, go, go get an assistant first. Then you go get a buyer's agent where my ego, I was like, now I got this. I know what I'm doing. Well, I ended up getting buyer's agents um, just to pass off my buyers. And, um, and looking back at that, I should have got an assistant, but that's, that's, that's where it started getting a, getting a buyer's agent, um, then getting assistance. Um, and really what it is, it's, it's, it's really pretty much every, I've replaced myself for, Every job that a realtor does, I pretty much have replaced myself with a backup or someone that's permanent, permanently doing things. Um, and it's hard. My ego wouldn't, that was the hardest thing is overcoming my ego, thinking that only I can do it. We're, we're, we're now the hunt is to finding my replacement on, on everything. Yeah. We were just talking about that off camera that like your greatest challenge now is talent, right? It's finding talented people to plug into your system. So what I wrote down here is very interesting. So you started you know, you're doing very well. And then I feel like, cause I really do feel like business is not a material uh, journey. I feel like it's a spiritual one. So you are at this place where you have a lot of resources and our tendency, everybody's is, is to want to hoard it. Right. Yeah. And, and to want to hoard all the responsibility. Like this is mine. This is my business. It's my stuff. Right. So your ego you're saying was telling you like, Hey, nobody else can do this as good as you. Now I'm wondering too, though, was part of that also like a, a willingness to like let go of money? Because I know that was true for me. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it, it definitely was that. Um, it, it hurt to, you know, every time I had a salary, if I was paying $25,000 or $75,000 for a salary, you know, it, it hurt. That, that was, you know, I'm looking at 
what type of car could have I, or what investments could have, what, what could have I done with that other, you know, with that other money, but it's making these investments into people. Um, that's, that's been, that's been a huge return on investment. Um, it's definitely hard to let go. It was definitely a, a challenge to let that go. Um, and it still is. Every time I, I hire something else, it's just like, ah, oh, gosh, the number <laughs> makes sense. And, um, but um, I, I did notice also, and thanks to my coaches, I noticed that my numbers, my money that I was earning per year and the units that I was doing per year, it just kind of was, it, was, it would plateau. It, was, it wasn't doing this anymore. It was just kind of going flat, a little bit up, depending on what the market was doing, where one of my coaches uh, and mentors, Gary Keller, um, I'm part of this networking group that, that he says that the next level of the game to get it to go up, it's investing in the right people. Um, and, and that's, that's it. It's getting the right people and your numbers can go, your numbers can go back up, you know? Um, and yeah. And it. I, and I appreciate your honesty where, um, cause that was my experience as well is like, once you get to that, like hundred ish, like Mark, it does start to plateau. Yeah. And uh, something has to change. And typically that's me having to let go of something. Yeah. Either like a task or money or something. Right. Yeah. So, so, so you were able to push through that. You hired somebody, right. And you hired yeah. staff. So talk to me about how that, how that fits into the category of vertical integration. Cause I know you have a team and now that team, let's say the buyer side, I think you said they're doing about 50 deals. Like, that actually ends up being a profit center for you. So talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so just it's, you know, finding the right buyer's agents and finding the right sales team, really just trying to identify those those people that hate losing more than they're like winning. Um, that's that's kind of the key. It's hard. It's really hard to find. Um, but once you find those individuals, you can, you can easily just pass off the deals and um, – and not be involved, let them manage these deals. Cause buyers, you know, that's, that's, that's time consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to pass off all my buyers so then I can focus on recruiting um, or vertical integration, other investments right now. I want to be, I want to build my first home um, for, for profits. I want to be a builder. We're doing flips. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, it's finding the right team members will free up my time. I've got to watch the PL. You got to watch your profits. Um, and that's, and, and I'm just not the numbers guy. I'm not analytical. So I've got to go hire people to, to help me with, with the numbers and the, the, my, my executive assistant, she used to work with a big accounting firm. So she's my numbers girl where if something's not alignment, she'll say, Hey, we really need to watch, we need to watch this or watch that or, you know, um, and that's just not my, I'm more of just like, Hey, give me the phone. Let's make, let's make some things happen. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk to some people where we're hiring the right people to handle everything else is it's been a, a real smart move for me and less stressful to handle the things that, that I don't want to do, or I don't, I'm not good at, or I'm not the best at, or I don't like doing um, like the numbers. I'm not, I don't have the patience for that buyer's agent i'm not i'm a good buyer's agent because i can be good at whatever i whatever i focus on but i just don't like the shopping my patience level is not uh is not there so uh, a really good buyer's agent is something that that we're 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 always looking for a good sales team that that has the patience yeah so it's kind of like you have the unique disposition uh to fill the role of what you do 
within your business. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like if the business is a business and you're a shareholder of the business, that makes you an employee of it. So as the employee, you're fulfilling one task and you're accountable for one particular thing, which is listings taken. And the way that you measure that is you measure how many listings are taken. That's all you're going to focus on. And then it's about surrounding yourself with world-class managers yeah, uh, who can you know do some of the other things and perhaps some of these salespeople because that becomes another stream of income for you, right? Yep. Not as much as what you're getting from listings, but uh, another stream. Now, another way you vertically integrated, you caught my attention, brother. You sent a text message or you got this chubby check from a title company. I was like, whoa. So um, talk about that. Like, how did that happen? How did that like come to fruition? Was that something that you just kind of thought about? You put that together? Did it fall in your lap? Like what took place? So really what it, really what it was um, doing, doing so much production um, kind of turned some people's heads in the title industry. Uh, they're building a, a title company and they offered me shares. They offered me uh, shares at a really, a really um, good deal price per share to be owner of the title company. Um, and, and that might've been about 10 years ago where I made that investment. And, um, and, but it was because of showing up every day, getting on the phones, hitting hundred transactions, one year, hundred transactions that, you know, just keep hitting my numbers naturally opportunities start, you know, falling in your lap. So that's really, it really, what it, it wasn't that I, this was an opportunity years ago that fell in my lap, but it wasn't, I am the smartest guy in the world and knew that there was money over here and I wasn't getting it. It just, it naturally fell, it fell in my lap. I love that brother. Cause I feel like people would look at guys like me and you and just be like, Oh, like he mastermind, like, nah, dude, like it just, yeah. it just presented itself and he did it right now. Yeah. What I love what you said there though, is that, I think people, they see all of these other opportunities that are available and they try to pursue them, not recognizing that you're like being productive will allow them to open up to you. Yeah. So, yeah. so instead of trying to pursue that stuff first, you just focus, got dialed in, yeah. you know what it takes to go from zero to a hundred and five years. So you got obsessed uh, yeah. with that idea and dedicated blood, sweat and tears to making that happen. And then once you did this opportunity present itself and now that ends up being, you know, probably quarterly, you get a distribution. That's an additional flow for you, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This, this has been for, um, for the title company, this has been our, our, our best year where it's like, what's going on over here? <laughs> and the beautiful thing about that is I am not involved. I'm a, I'm a shareholder. I'm not, I'm not having to go to meetings and looking at their P and L's. It's just, it's passive. It's, it's, it's there. Um, I coach my team to, to, and I encourage my team to be just as disruptive. Just go get the units, get, you know, my, my, my minimum to be on the team is 24 transactions. That's two a month. And if someone's behind goal on my team, um, I even encourage them to do smaller deals if they have to just to get good at their trade, hit their numbers, roll out that red carpet, be the best person that you can be. Treat your $2 million buyers the same as your $50,000 buyers. And we don't like to touch anything less than 200. But, but if we're behind goal, it's, it's more like hitting that number to get referrals. Um, and I'll tell, my, I'll tell my team that my, what I want for them is, is what happened to me, where you're so disruptive, you're, you're doing so many transactions, you get these opportunities from title companies. Or um, I've had uh, flip opportunities fall on my lap. I've had 
I'm going to talk to you at, at some point. Once I prep a little more, where I've, we've done flips. I closed on one on, on, on Friday um, where now I've got people that are saying, hey, I want to give you money to go to go do what you do. And yeah. you know, I don't even know how to put that together. Like, and, and my whole thing is like to, you know, if, if, if Aaron, you lend me $10, like I will not sleep until you get it back. Until I get, so that, you know, that's to, 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 to get someone's money and place bets. It's the way I was raised or the way I'm hardwired. Like it's hard for me to, calculate how that's how that's going to work i know people do it i know people do it at very high levels um and i know how to place the bets i just need i need to get that drunk monkey off my shoulder to say hey let, let's start accumulating the, the the money to go invest i just need to know how to put all that together yeah because for I, sure for, you know years ago i was i realized i'm just giving these builders these good land opportunities. I'm giving these deals away because of my limited thinking. Um, where about five years ago, I said, nah, but now I'm doing these flips um, with my own cash or my own resources. We've, we, we really turned things up about five years ago with, with flips. That's Another awesome, brother. Investment. And that's one of the things I want to talk to you about too. And um, what I wrote down here from what you said uh, is again, just like imparting on your team that uh, be disruptive in the sense that you're doing so many deals that people want to talk to you and provide you with opportunities, whether that be ownership and title company, ownership in a market center like KW provides, yeah. whether that be downline opportunities because people know who you are and they want to, you know, whether that be consulting opportunities because they're like, hey, how are you doing what you're doing, right? It just opens up uh, all of these other opportunities. And then the other thing I saw that you said that I wrote down that I think is awesome is that you encourage them just to be in the rhythm of volume, yeah. So even if they get off track and I'm aware that like momentum, uh, I've heard Grant Cardone say it's like a fickle mistress. Like it just leaves uh, if you don't pay it attention. Right. So like yeah. uh, what it made me think about is in 2008 and nine, when I was building like you were, there were so many expires and I was selling these little hundred thousand dollar condos. You know what I mean? But I, by selling a hundred of them, I learned how to sell a hundred homes in a year and learn how to take a hundred list. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that sounds like that's what you're encouraging them to do. Is that right? Yeah. 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 That, that's really what it is to, 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 you know, you're doing two a month, um, as a, as a rookie agent, you know, you're going to have the wheels start to fall off, but you want to just really forcing them to manage the chaos, you know, hit 24. Okay. Next year, let's go to 36. What is that? What is that chaos going to look like? And, and, uh, and how can I leverage you, um, to make, so, so you're not wanting to, go home and cry every night. <laughs> yeah. I love that, bro. Cause I remember I had a coach tell me one time, she was like, Aaron, and then like, like your capacity is just higher. I said, what do you mean? She's like, people have like an internal threshold of what they feel comfortable with. Yeah. And it's like what you're describing is, is just constantly pushing that. Yeah. Where I, I remember where like 50 seemed like, Oh, like that's crazy. And it was at the time. And then you get to a hundred and it's like, wow, that's crazy. And then you figure that out. Right. So it's just like a, a series of well-managed breakdowns and increasing your internal capacity of how much like you, you can deal with at one time. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. I see your, I see your, I'm looking through your book uh, collection back there. I've got one similar, but, and I don't see can't, can't hurt me. It's got Goggins. Yes. Love that book, man. That's, that's, that's kind of the same thing that, Hey, you think that you, you're at the most that you can take. You'd be surprised. Like there's, there's a retainer there that you've got to remove. You can handle so much more. 
It's uh, true. He calls it the governor in that book, where it's governor, like the yeah. governor's yeah. always trying to like tamp you down. Like, nope, yeah. like not enough, right? Not enough. You just got to keep challenging that governor. Now, so we we built vertical integration into the game as far as like the team. That becomes a source. Title company, that's becoming a source. And then talk to me about flipping, right? Where yeah. like in the past, if you were like me, what I would do is like, I was just like a deal skank. So like if I had an opportunity to do a deal, and I could just plug somebody in, like, boom, I plug them in, make the commission, and I move on. Yeah. And then it sounds like a light bulb went off for you, and you're like, what? Like, what yeah. am I doing here? So talk to me about that. Yeah, no, so I, I saw the insider trader sounds so bad. However, if you're buying property at this, and you already know that it can sell for this, why am I giving this to someone else? <laughs> like, And I'm, I was collecting 6% representable sites, and that's cool, but... I saw how much these other guys were taking and is just my, my, I don't know what it was about me that I don't want to take the risks. Um, I was just giving, I was giving these deals away. Um, so um, I just did a flip um, last year, last year during, during COVID, this guy just really needed to sell his property and it was an expired call. Like I make the call and Hey, when are you going to interview and hire the right realtor for the job? So we can get, you know, get your property sold. And he says, Son, you're the, the fifth realtor. I'm about to hang up on you. I need to talk to an investor. And I was like, well, you know, don't talk to an investor. I can, I can maximize your profits in, in next to, you know, I can do it in 21 days. I own a title company. Like, we can get this done. And he says, I'm going to hang up on you. I need to talk to an investor. So I said, okay. So I, I, my realtor hat comes off. Investor hat. It's like, hey, it's your lucky day. I buy properties. And I did some quick math and his property could sell in the, in the high two hundreds. Um, and, and just doing math, I looked at the pictures as I was talking to him and I said, the most that someone would, or I asked him, um, how much did he need a net? And he said, uh, right around 200 or so. And I was like, okay, I'll see you. And I'll see you in uh, half an hour. I'm on the way, go out there. Uh, long story short, uh, buy the property at about one ninety. ended up selling it at three twenty-five. And, and, he thanked me when I bought the property, when I, when I submit the offer, when I, at the closing, he brought a closing gift. Like <laughs> it was just, it, we, I helped, I helped, I was able to help him. And yeah. I even told him, I said, from the get go, I said, we can sell it for so much more, but he was in a, he was in a, a bind that he needed to, he needed to, to get the property off his book. So I'm so curious because it's like this interesting thing to watch that as you're describing it, where you had this one kind of mindset of like, look, I know I can get you way more money, but he didn't care. Like yeah. literally didn't care. Now, was that surprising to you? It sounds like it was. Cause like with the fact that he brought you the gift and was like super appreciative, you're like, wow, man. Like, so, so how has that changed your like approach now? Right. Uh, as far as how you think about these types of opportunities. It's really, so it's, you know, we can, we're, we're, I'm in a position to help you do whatever it is that you want seller. Like we can go, here's a package. There's two packages. We can sell it at top price or we can sell it right now at a, at a price that's going to be lower, which one works better for you. I, I'm the real estate doctor and, I, and a good doctor is going to give options. So now it just kind of opened my eyes to, to, to just really ask, like, you know, once you find someone's the, the motivation, if they really need to do something fast, I've got that bow in my quiver. I've got, I've, I can, we can go down that route. So it was, it was eye opening, um, and and I've and I've been through that sort of situation before on other flips where, 
you know, I shouldn't feel bad about the income that I'll, that I'll, that I'll potentially make or the profits I'll make on flips. I'm actually helping people get from point A to point B in their life. And right yeah. now, I'm, I'm full disclosure. Hey, we can sell it for this. Are you sure you want to do this? Um, so it's it's uh, it's neat. It's a, it's a neat thing. It's they're hard to find. Um, I need to make some investments in in um, into finding more flip deals and more flip opportunities. Um, but it, and it's just once I can leverage my team, I can focus more on on flips and and we've got some other things that we're doing. My wife and I own a staging company. Okay. Uh, and my wife runs all of that. So she's really good at interior design. So um, she started off with a, a, a couple of um, furniture packages and she would just stage my listings. And then it, and she got a business partner. She got a warehouse. Outgrew the warehouse after about three months, got a, got a bigger warehouse. Outgrew that after a year. Now we've got a huge warehouse of which I've got to go paint. She wants me to go paint. Um, one of her little offices here in a few hours uh, where I'd rather be on the phones, but we're going to go help her, her paint there in, in her new warehouse. So we've got, we've got that going on and, and, um, and just some other, other little things that we're doing, but building, that's one thing that um, I hear from all these flippers that are also builders that they say, don't, you know, you need to build. It's, it's much easier. There's, there's less that can go wrong is what they're saying it's all just numbers and you, you, you already know how much a slab of concrete is going to cost. You already know how much you're going to have to put in um, and what it'll sell for. Um, and hi hiring the right crews where for flips, you know, it, it can, it can change. You can, you know, we are flip this last flip that we did it. it everything looked good. We thought it was going to be about 30 grand. We had to put in and it ended up being a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, wow new new roof we had a razor like it's you know it was our it was our worst it was our worst deal um all the other ones were just a lot a lot better but you just there's curveballs with flips so, yeah and there's less margin of error with like the building it sounds like because yeah, once yeah, you're yeah. in sure. with the land there's certain costs and i'm also imagining that uh i mean you know i don't need to tell you because demand is so high and supply is so low that home builders they're doing well you know if they have a system in place so um it's interesting because what we're watching is like this evolution of renee right so it goes from like real estate agent primarily i go deep down the well and i hone my skills and craft of being you know listing property in high volume then i begin to you know have a team and they can that's some leverage then this title company uh opportunity presents itself because of production then I have this awareness and this realization like, hey, I'm giving these deals to other people. Like I could start to do that. And that creates like a opportunity to do flips. And now there's a staging company. And the next iteration is like uh, actually becoming a builder. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's awesome, brother. And what I'm aware of is, uh, I guess, moving forward, like what do you see is like your challenge? Because you have a lot of things going on at one time and there's a lot of integration here. That, you know, challenge... Um, the markets and uh, the robots taking over and these Zillow and Redfin competitors where I'm realizing that I've got to, I've got to do more to earn the same amount of income, which is why it makes sense to vertically integrate. And, and, and I'm also a real estate coach where I can, I get paid per hour. Um, and I, and, I'm, and we discussed that. I don't have any clients right now. Um, I parted ways with a couple of them. 
but that's another thing. So it's just really finding um, other 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 ways to to earn an income within real estate. Um, I was part owner of a of a bar slash restaurant years ago. Um, lost the entire investment. Did you really? Uh, I didn't know that, man. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was years ago. Maybe after my third year in real estate, um, I, I had an opportunity and um, and lost the entire thing and realized that I need to focus on other businesses within real estate. And, I love and, that. So as when it pertained to like integration, you like went to like, okay, I'm gonna do this restaurant thing. And you did, you like went out of the lane that you'd gotten very good at and went into another lane where you didn't really know too much about it. Yeah. And sometimes we can assume like, oh, if I'm good here, I'm going to be good there. That's a whole different business, whole different business model. And it didn't work out. You lost the whole investment. And then you brought yourself back to yeah. the lane, you know, and now we're doing all this stuff within that lane. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I would go out. I'm not afraid to go out of my lane, but I'm just, my guard is up to go out of my lane. It, I just have to really what it is, is. I'm betting on the person that brings me an opportunity. Um, I've got a guy that actually put me together with a title company and has put me together with other investments that have been like, that's just what they do. They go raise money and they have these business ideas where I've told, I've told this guy um, when there's an opportunity, I don't even want to see what it is. Like, just tell me how much you need. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm betting on the integrity of the, of the guy and his track record, and I'm willing to lose it all, uh, but I know that that uh, the guy is just—he doesn't sleep. The guy's just—he's a, a monster. He's—he's he's just he does so many different things. Um, so if he asked me to 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 do something outside of uh, real estate, I'd probably bet on that. But that's that, just anyone. Um, yeah. So right in other now, words, because he, you, you trust him, like you would do that, but otherwise your efforts are focused within, uh, the lane. And then the other thing that you mentioned, and you said it quickly, I just want to make sure everybody really heard you is that as our game changes, the nets being compressed because the cost of sale is going up, we have to sell more homes to make the same amount of money that the, the, the game's moving to twofold. One is like, so it's like, what's the solution? Like, what do you do about that? Well, one is volume. Yeah. Right? So doing yeah. more deals. Uh, the second is, is what we're talking about, which is vertical integration. It just logically makes sense. So you could, you know, be an agent, you can own part of the market center. You could have a downline, you could do some consulting or coaching. You can uh, have interest in a title company, right? Like there's, there's all these different ways to begin to generate income within the same lane that doesn't just come from brokering real estate. Yeah. And what I'm aware of is that's a shift, man, because like, you know, uh, we came from an environment in which like, and all anybody focused on was just units. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a different way of thinking. So that's awesome, brother. So um, as far as like any advice you would give to those that are listening around this idea of vertical integration. I know you said like, make sure you're a producer because that allows the opportunities to open up. I know you shared about your experience with the restaurant and how that didn't work out and how like, you know, um, if you are going to venture outside of a lane, make sure it's with somebody that you really know, knows their stuff and has integrity. Is there anything else that you would suggest to agents out there who recognize and say, you know what, this makes sense. The cost of sale is going up. There is a compression of net and it makes sense for me to, you know, pay attention to vertical integration or perhaps at least think about adding like a source like once a year or something like that. 
Yeah, set, set, set the goals to, you know, to have my have 10 different avenues of, of, uh, of passive income um, or, you know, just different different uh, businesses that, that will bring in income, even if I've got to put some effort into it. But for the for the newer agents that are out there, it's, you know, get on the phones, be disruptive, go, you know, social media. Like I don't like social media, but I've got to force myself to do to to do posts because um if you're not doing it, these other realtors that are, are not qualified, they're doing it and they're taking, they're taking um, deals and they're not qualified, but they're. No, it's funny. Cause I tell people, I'm like, look, it looks like everybody's like balling, but then I speak to them cause they reach out to me for like coaching. And I, I know how many deals are doing. It's like, dude, you're not, you're not doing anything. Yeah. That, so, the, and that, and that's uncomfortable for me to do to, to, I, I don't like social media because it's, it's about the, look at me, look, at I don't want that attention. That's not how my profile is. It's not how that's not that's not me, but I've got to I've got to get out there. I've got to do that, and and so I just encourage being disruptive, getting out there, social media, you know, working hard, and um, and just really looking out for other opportunities. Um, right now, um, I think that there's a shortage. I know there's a shortage of appraisers, so I'm looking with another guy to see how we can um, hire a, a, a new appraiser that just gets their license. Um, and starting a little company with, and, and just doing a joint venture with, with this other guy that's, he owns a, um, he owns a restaurant, a car business, a contract, like the guy just does a lot. Um, and, and him and I have been hanging out for about a year now. So it's time for us to, we're, we're in alignment with God work. Like we're, we're just, the alignment is just there. So it's time to just, Hey, let's, try something. I think there's a shortage of appraisers, like I was saying. So that's, that's what I'm going to go into business with him. Um, right now, um, it's, it's placing a bet. It seems like a safe bet. The, the, um, the money's not big on these appraisers can have to be a volume game, but, um, he's big into marketing and we can, once we start advertising it, we can, we can probably pull a lot of, of numbers. So it's very preliminary stages, but it's something that we're going to start doing. So look for opportunities. I'm, I'm looking all the time and, and, um, just, you know, wake up every day, ready to, you know, to, to, to utilize the gifts that God gave you. He wants you to win, get out there and, and, uh, and just, and, and have your, have your eyes open, man. That's- I love that brother. It's sound, sound advice. So listen, man, if people want to connect with you, if they want to find you, if they want to send referrals to you, how could they get in contact with you? Uh, my cell number or, or renesrola.com. Um, renesrola.com is uh, renee at renesrola.com. My cell number is 832 816 4673. I'm out here in Houston and, and uh, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to help. That's right. He's out here in Houston just doing it and he's an awesome dude. He will spend time with you. He's an open book. So, again, brother, I really appreciate you taking the time. I uh, hope you enjoy your painting that you're going to yeah. uh, head off to. And uh, I look forward to reconnecting with you soon, okay? Okay, brother. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.